Men on Melrose listeners, we had an action-packed week. Also, I mean, Coop, I think I speak for both of us. We want to give a shout-out to all the people who are listening right now because it put up numbers that we did not expect. Absolutely, absolutely. Got to love the Iowa fans, you know? The best in the nation. It's insane. Like, you don't expect all these listeners from, you know, like – West Coast, East Coast, like Nevada was one of the top states. And it's like, wow, Hawkeye fans are everywhere. I think the thing that stood out was like the countries where people were listening. I mean, Ukraine was even on there. We like, we know like there's a lot of stuff going on in Ukraine, but you know, if we can bring some laughter, some Hawkeye insight to you, you know, we're all about it. Exactly. Exactly. Great, <laughs> great stuff to hear. Maybe we'll be the peace podcast one day, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You never know. Hey, we're here for it. We're, we're, we're positive vibes only. That's what we bring. That's right. Positive vibes we're, only. We're bringing positive energy to a world that's way too negative right now. That's right. And that's what we're here for. We started the podcast. I mean, we see social media. There's a lot of good going on in this Hawkeye locker room. And, we want to bring light to that because, wow, do, like, one, we think we're playing well. We're going to get into Big Ten West odds. I think the Hawks are going back-to-back to Indy. Oh, come on. You know we are. It's too easy. Who, who do you want to give a shout-out to? I see that shirt you got on there. I know you're – Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Please. Uh, Pete and Kim, the greatest people of all time, you know uh, – Grays and downtown. Um, they just moved locations. Now they are next to, uh, they're kind of around the corner from Encounter Cafe. Um, if you're at Estella's, you come out the door, you take a right, you walk down past the light. They're on your right. You get a chance to stop in there. It's a great place, great people, um, and even better food. You know, chicken lips. I'm wearing a lips rule shirt. Uh, they got the chicken lips. Uh, my boy, Mark Kallenberger, used to play for the Hawks. Uh, my old roommate, he's officially the head of the pizza division and, uh, Grace has got some unbelievable pizza. And I might say, Portnoy, you might need to come down here and check it out. Cause it might be up there with the old, uh, the old East or new Haven, East Haven, wherever it is. I think Iowa city might be, uh, the new pizza capital with Mark Kalmberg at the helm. So, uh, shout out Grace, you know, Oh, wrong one. Just some Pete and Cam. They've always been great for us. Um, They've always just been the best. You know, they're always uh, catering for the Hawkeyes, and they've been one of our favorite caterers. And, you know, the best thing about them is they always get to know every single person's name on the team, and they make it a point. If they saw you in public, they'd say what's up. And uh, it's, just, it's just great people. It's a family environment and great food. So everyone in Iowa City, if you haven't yet, go to Gray's, get their food. If you have, go back, get some more. Keep supporting the locals. Gotta love it. That's what I'm talking about. That's a great shout out. Go check out Gray's. That's a free ad right there. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, Mark Kellenberg is chefing it up. Go check it out. Gray's downtown Iowa City. Free ad. You're welcome. Thank us later. <laughs> um, so, we're going to get into it. It was an action packed weekend. Coop, one of your first weekends gambling. And we had the Kentucky Derby. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great for either of us. No, not a uh, not fun. Not a. Uh, it's one of those things where 
you have no idea what to bet on, but it's one of the, it's a huge, it's a huge betting event. And it's like, you can't not bet on it, especially now it's like, like, I'm not going to watch it if I'm not betting on it. And I bet on mm-hmm. it and still didn't watch it. And if Forrester would have told me who the underdog was, which he didn't, I may have threw some money on it and may have won some big bucks. Um, but I ended up choosing, what was, what was our one? Tate. Taiba. Yeah, we took Taiba. Taiba, yeah, Taiba in the four in the four slot. Epicenter. And then I took, yeah, that wasn't me. You took what'd you take? You took Taiba, Epicenter, and who? Or is yeah, that it? Taiba, Epicenter, and Messier. Yeah, and I freaking took I was I took Taiba because of Forrester. He told me to take it. And then I was trying was to find great. a cool name. It, it, they had yeah, they had great odds. And I it great I, odds for being up. Who was, who was your other one? Like the summer is tomorrow, I think. Yeah. I'm like what's like what's a, yeah, what's a semi decent yeah. cool name? Something like I like that. That's a great. It's positive. Good Summer's vibes. tomorrow, you know. Great. Vibes. That's right. Positive vibes. We're good, good, good vibes podcast. Next thing you know, summer's tomorrow. Click the bet. Hey, GVO baby, good vibes only. That's what I'm talking about. And but the crazy thing was, Rich Strike wins eighty to one odds. Gets penciled in thirty minutes before. I swear. I want the accurate report of the drug test after because there's no way they didn't just spike him up with either a turbo booster or, Dude, or like it was crazy. It's like you're in Mario cr- Kart and you get you hit one of those cubes and it gives you the booster yeah. back. This took dude the the video of that is turned the bullet. Unbelievable. He did. He did. He's knocking people out of the way. Dude, it was literally he goes like, from seventh to first in like two seconds. <laughs> It's unbelievable. And if they don't make a movie out of that, shame on you, Hollywood, because it's going to be – what was it? What's the one? Uh, Secretariat? Yeah, Secretariat. Say, Secretariat's, yeah, sick, but that, – That's you can't make a movie on century and You can't make a movie on that. Something's wrong because it was crazy. It's funny because they, they, they show the owner of this of the horse, and you're like, this girl probably just bought it because she thought it was cool and then, like, was like – Wait, it's actually really fast. Like it ended up being a 30k horse, and it's like most of these horses are like millions of dollars. So, like to buy it for 30k and be like, oh yeah, I could win the Kentucky Derby, or at least be an alter uh, alternative there. Like yeah, that that was actually unfair. I I want my money back, but you know, <laughs> wait, who, who was it? Who who is it? who's the owner? What was her name? You know, no idea. No idea. Dude, well, Taiba was Bob Baffert, but I mean, Bob Baffert was suspended, and that, think, that's why I was like, "Let's oh, get yeah. it." Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I think, dude, the, the owner of that horse, we need to get her on the pod because she is queen <laughs> GVO, good vibes only. She she knew what she was doing. She figured it out. Won the Kentucky Derby with eighty to one odds. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable! Incredible! Incredible! Yeah. Uh, and I was so also, next thing we got. before, yeah, go before we it. get into the next thing, I almost threw some money on the Memphis Grizzlies to cover the plus seven. Thank God I did not. <laughs> because that could have been a horrible weekend. Yeah, not great. Not great at all. But Nope. <laughs> nope. Joe nope. Morant still thinks he is owed something from uh, all those injuries. And his might have been the only clean play injury there. But, you know, that's another thing. Uh, we got some yeah, Twitter yeah. beef going. <laughs> um, <laughs> next, next thing we got is Linderbaum being a safety now. You know, he get he gets drafted, and all of a sudden he's a safety. 
This comes from a report Jeff Zerbiak tweeted, Ravens first round safety, and then a direct quote from Lindy. You know what's hilarious? Is like survive. Uh, honestly, yes, I do. Because he must have been watching film from the Wisconsin game when T. Goody was, uh, had that breakaway touchdown in the snow. And Lindy literally chased him down. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of safeties do that in a while. And I, they might need a move in there. But, hey, we got another Hawk, Geno, for the Ravens. Imagine having Geno Stone and Tyler Linderbaum as your two safeties. I mean, come on. Just a dynamic that's, duo coming downhill on you, crazy. <laughs> that's uh, I mean that's something we should probably should ask Moss is how would he fit in the secondary? But <laughs> yeah, he might be he might be behind he might be behind Lindy if that's the case. That's so true. If you if you know if he thought you were scared of Seth Benson coming down in the middle, wait till Lindy's safety. <laughs> you probably <laughs> practice. You, die, you, you probably would have never run around. Yeah, I probably quit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So I guess the Ravens got a two-way player now. Uh, that's awesome. Shout out Lindy for being fast enough to be mistaken for a safety. Um, next it. thing we got up: Big Ten West odds. Vegas yet again makes another mistake. So just for the listeners, I'm gonna list it out. Number one, we have Wisco at plus one eighty-five. Number two, we got Nebraska at plus 250. Three, Purdue plus 370. Iowa plus 550. Five, we have Minnesota at plus 906. We have Illinois, which do they matter? Maybe, but they are plus 3,300. Now, I've always been a gambler. So this is something that's cool to me because – um, last year, Vegas made the same mistake. They think Scott Frost is coming in. He was great with UCF. He'll do it one year with Nebraska. It doesn't happen. They don't learn their lesson. And the coolest thing is they always put Wisconsin at one, Nebraska at two, and then they add a filler, which is usually Minnesota. It's kind of surprised it wasn't this year. And now they're using Purdue, which is fair. You know, Aiden O'Connell's coming back, Heisman candidate. Um, I was at four. What do we think for the listeners, Coop? Are we giving free financial advice? I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do, but with that kind of situation, it's pretty obvious. You know, the whole hey, Nebraska's fun to play at, great fans. Uh, my boy Oliver Martin's playing for him. He's killing it. Respect. I love him to death. Um, but number two, now, especially in our boy Henry, his twin brother plays on Illinois, Mike Marquez. Shout out, Mike. Shout out, they're Mike. Getting, they're getting screwed if they're the last place and Nebraska's going number two. Like, I would love to know who's making the list because it's just, it's outrageous. And I do, I get, I get the other positions. I was always, they always got them in the middle of the road, underdogs, and hey, hammer them, hammer the Hawks, baby. You but got as a gambler, I love being in the four spot because, like, if I were a Wisconsin fan, I'd be pissed every year because, like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable betting on Graham Graham Mertz. I mean, he just lost us a game against Minnesota. 
doesn't get us to the game last year. It's like I don't I don't want to bet on them again. Nope. I want to be in the four spot. Give us plus five fifty. I mean, I'm gonna more than pay for my trip to Indy again. Last year I did the same thing. Shout out Grandma oh, yeah. for chipping away. I mean, you paid for my trip to Indy. <laughs> but bad news is I lost it all betting on us to be Michigan. Didn't happen. That's all right. <laughs> Hey, that's, that's what that's what that's what this year's for. That's right. That's what this year's for. You know, minor setback for a major comeback. But I mean, we're the Hawkeyes. Kirk Ferentz. You look at him. You're like, nope, he's not winning this year. Doubt him. Gamblers unite. Let's throw it. Let's all meet up this year. Let's actually buy the tickets in Indy. Yes, yes. Let's take over to the bars in Indianapolis. Let's get a live show rolling in Indy. I was born in Indianapolis. That is the city where champions are made, baby. And that's where the Hawkeyes are winning this year. It's just, you know, it's 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 crazy to me. I mean, what was Nebraska's record? Like, they were... They were the I mean, best nine-loss team of all time. Which... Three-nine. I will nine. say... They lost every sucks, single game by single digits. They they got good players. It's a bummer. That, that sucks. Weren't they, like, even? Like, I think it was... Uh, like point differential differential. It was like they were even with like throughout the year. And which is like the first time that's ever happened where a losing team has had an even point differential. I thought I don't and even know. Not even just like they weren't like a five and seven team. They were three and nine and yeah, just which barely is tough. losing. Differential am I saying that right? Differential? Differential. Yeah, yeah. Differential. Differential. Yeah. But uh yeah. dude, it's yeah, I can't I can't figure it out right now. Um but no, I, I mean I get it. Wisconsin's always a powerhouse. Purdue, they've been they've been really well. They played very well against us the past uh, past four or five years. Um, and I mean now they got uh, Tyrone, who's a beast. He's he's my boy. He's, he's good. They got Aiden O'Connell, um, and I'm sure they got plenty of other dudes that are going to come out of the woodworks. I, they actually have a a Catholic Memorial grad, uh, my boy Ben Kryle. He's uh he was a linebacker for us. He's he's a damn good player. Um, you know, they're good, but, uh, I can't agree more with you, Forrester. Four spot, there's no pressure on you to win anything. Everyone's thinking, oh, they're going to be average, all that. We'll see. When we're freaking cashing out at the bank, when we're in Indy, that's when we know we won, baby. Put us in the corner and see what happens. We did it last year. We'll do it again. Oh yeah. Let's go. Let's freaking go. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's so funny because game by game and like, now that you can be a gambler, especially with Iowa, you'll see. I know. Vegas just tosses us a few bones. Like the Indiana game, that was awesome. Penn, like the reason we talk about those games a lot, or I bring them up especially on the pod, is because they were so fun to also like bet on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just t- it's sad it's taken over a lot of college football, but like, yeah, I'll admit it. I'm a part of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially like like now with the whole NIL deals, it's like college football is becoming the NFL. So it, like, I don't. It's just it's it's weird. It's taking some air out of college football. I still think it's the greatest sport, no matter what level, no matter what. It's the greatest thing in the history of mankind, um, sport wise. And nothing will be better than college football. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited to be able to to throw some money on it, especially for a team I'm cheering for. Um, It'll be a, it's yeah I'm I'm pumped it'll be it'll be cool but and 
And the hey. whole point is just to get back to Indy. Like, I think yeah. not only is it like, yeah, we're talking about money gambling right now just because that's fun. But, wow, getting back to Indy, like, it's about the journey. But also getting there, you're like, all right, this is why I'm such a big fan. It's so much fun. But, uh, I mean, yeah. you're going to see that this year as a fan. And, uh, you know, we're going to learn a lot from Riley Moss today. Great interview. He is electric. Um, yeah, I mean, just week over week, it gets more fun to be a part of this podcast. Fans, we can't appreciate you enough. Uh, follow us on Instagram, at Men on Melrose. Follow us on Twitter, at Men on Melrose. We're going to start launching some T-shirts this week. We're going to get you a link um, before this episode drops. Fans, we can't wait to interact with you. Feel free to DM us. We'll respond to everyone. Uh, we can't wait to hear from you. Give us feedback. Uh, tell us what you want to hear. But let's kick it on into Riley Moss. Let's go. Men on Melrose listeners, we have Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year, Riley Moss, with us today. Riley, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me on. You know, I'm ready to talk with the boys. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, you, so you you decided to come back for another year, an unprecedented move. Um, looked like you could have gone, what was it, last weekend? Yeah, last weekend. It looks yeah. like you could have gone maybe in that draft. Uh, what, what brought you back? Um, you know, a lot of things brought me back. Uh, you know, I, I, I really don't give a fuck about like the money. I could care less to be honest with you. Cause I'm not bringing it to the grave. So, um, honestly, I think it was just cause I love Iowa football and I love the boys, you know, and I love, uh, you know, I love being a college student too. It's, it's, uh, it's not a bad gig in Iowa city. Um, and then, you know, there's always the possibility of getting NIL stuff. So, um, you know, I felt like I had no need to go because, you know, I, I also think I could grow a lot more as a football player too, so. Yeah, yeah. I love that energy, you know. Like, I saw, in the, like, you've probably gotten that question a lot, especially when you said come back. But every time in the media, you'd be like, I'm I'm taking this to my grave. Like, you're yeah, a hog yeah. guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, when I'm dead and gone, you know, the fucking money isn't going to go with me, so. I love my memories and shit, and, and uh, you know, I think that's the best part of uh, coming back, you know, is I get a, you know, I get one more year, you know, playing at the shoe, you know, going through the front door at Ohio State, taking that shit and fucking leaving, you know, beating their ass. So, oh, let's go, baby. Um, talking about. Yeah, we play Michigan. We're Again. Getting, uh, we're getting payback this year in Kinnick, so uh, home home court advantage, so I'd be scared to be a Wolverine coming into Kinnick. Um so yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a good year, and I'm excited to see what this team can do. You know, we had a good spring ball, and um, some of the younger guys are moving along well. So um, just gotta get the offense rolling, and and have the defense, um, you know, hold up their their end of the bargain, and and uh, you know, hopefully we have a good season. So that's right. So you so in the secondary, you guys lose Hankins and Kerner. Um, are you guys still rolling with the Doughboys? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. We're still rolling with the Doughboys, of course. <laughs> 
we kind of break it down. You know, Doughboys on two, Family on four. You know, it's it's uh, it's kind of been branded uh, at, at Iowa, so it's uh, it's a cool thing we got rolling. So that was sweet. that was so sweet last year. I mean, one of the cool things though, going to the first game. Um, I mean, so we, we were at that game actually. I came back for that, but you have two pick sixes against Indiana. Absolutely electric right after TG's pit or what TG ran it back and then you had the pick six or was it vice versa? Uh, I don't remember. Coop, how did that go? I, I honestly have no idea. It might have been T good. It might have been T good. First. I think it was T good. And then same corner. I was in yeah, that corner yeah. in the end zone. Same corner. Yeah. You just take it right back. Yeah, that shit was electric. You know, I was electric, you know you know, during the game, but then, you know, after the, the game was fucking electric, Iowa City was buzzing, you know, that's the first time we had fans <laughs> in the stadium for a year, so people were oh, it was nuts, it was a good time. After uh, so- when Riley caught the first one, we're like, oh, dude, this is going to be sweet, and then after the second one, we're like, tonight's going to be it was crazy. Nice, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I it was yeah. at halftime, I think it was 30 to 3, and it was like, all right, yeah, when, it, when it are we starting to game. drink? Like, they came in rank, like, 17 or whatever, 16, and um yeah that definitely didn't go how we thought it was going to but it was lit and like you know after after the game I looked at my phone and it was just like madness like I I gained like 5,000 followers on Instagram and shit and I was like holy like it was nuts but uh yeah that was a fun fun fucking day I'll tell you that and that was cool though I mean Doughboys came out hot you guys put a statement on your name because you go two pick sixes in that game Phoenix comes in as a Heisman candidate Mm-hmm. And then the next game, you're playing Iowa State, or Phoenix gets benched that game. And then the next game, you play Iowa State. Hankins has two picks. Yeah. Purdy gets benched. Yeah. It was crazy. We were, you see that, you see Barstool, Iowa, they had that graphic of uh, like the Grim Reaper, uh, you know, coming at people's doors. And it was like all their starting quarterbacks getting benched. So, uh, dude, we had, a, we had a good little run as a, as a secondary. We were, uh, we were coming for some heads for sure. Barstool, Iowa was on a freaking tear after the first couple of games. Oh, yeah. Their posts were, were legendary. Oh, it was hilarious. It was Coach awesome. Parker, uh was getting some love, too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was a hell of a fucking time. So you go on a, you go into practice week three. You guys – or you and Hankins both have two picks. You guys got competition going, or is that is that all like you guys are feeding up I mean, each other? I mean, it was like unsaid, like – you know, like I'll be, ha- we're happy. You know, we're happy for whatever you know success. But like low key, it was like you know, I want to get more picks than you. You know, like we have that competition. So, uh, yeah, I mean, each week we we're just like, you know, whatever happens happens. Let's win this game. But you know, I'm trying to get more picks than you. You know, one of those things. But yeah, exactly. So, so when you when you go into these games, or I mean, I feel like you're probably one of the bigger shit talkers. How do you get in people's heads? Um, so what I do on the field is I actually, I, I don't talk shit. So this is, this is some of my mental warfare I've gotten really good at. Is, um, you know, they see me and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a skinny white kid playing corner. You don't see that first off. Um, and then second off, you know, I'll, I'll try and befriend them and compliment them and say, Oh, good. You know, get them soft. And they start playing soft and that's when you fucking attack. It works every time, every single time. So I don't have to shit talk because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make them feel good about themselves, and then they're gonna get all soft, and I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna ear hole them, and they're gonna be like, whoa, like what the shit? So it's all mental warfare, you know. You gotta, you gotta kind of play a game like that way. So uh, that's kind of what I do, yeah. The best part it's, about it is in practice, it's the complete opposite. They'll talk hella shit. 
Oh yeah. You know, when, when we when we fry him, then he's instantly goes soft. Yeah. Okay. That's I don't crazy. know about yeah. that. No, that's crazy. <laughs> Duke was uh, Duke had the biggest mouth, but I don't know if he could he could back it up. Did- Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did Coop name you guys the Doughboys because he would just fry you? Nah, nah. The receivers had I some stupid thing. It was, it was a barbecue fryer, baby. It was barbecue no, chicken. No, that was not the receivers. That was Tyrone. Oh, Smith, that was, that was Tyrone. Oh, yeah. I guess it was a mirror, too. Yeah. yeah. And B. Smith. They were all saying that. Yeah, yeah. He caught one fade ball on me. Barbecue chicken. It got on the freaking uh, uh, Iowa Hawkeye football video. One of those stupid things. It was dumb. It was sick, dude. Like you also you were on the you were on the the Hawkeye football podcast. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they always they oh. always blast me. It's stupid. Yeah, the camera guys me. are on your ass this year. Yeah, like what the yeah. hell? I talked to Dilly. I'm like, dude, are you coming from my head? Like, what <laughs> <is> that? <laughs> is there so who who are you most like? Who do you own absolute rent in? Whose head do you own rent in on the in practice? This year, you know, it's been different, but last year. um you know, Coop, Coop was probably, you know, I was probably a little bit in his head. He will never admit it. He'll never, ever. You would never. Because you it. weren't. You never, ever were. No, you know who is in your head, though? Seth Benson, rent-free. Rent-free. That is, I will head. say. Coop's scared to go world. down the middle. Yeah, he's, he's scared. No, it's not even that, dude. Seth just, Seth one time took my hat and wouldn't give it back. And it's one of those things where it was funny for a little bit. And then, like, <laughs> he kept it for, like, two hours. And it was, like, my favorite hat. I'm like, all right, dude, it's funny, but give it back. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. like, no, give it back. Like, yeah. I'm pissed. Yeah, it's good for you, though. You need that. Yeah, I needed that. I needed that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really was in – I don't know if I had really ones like, like, you know, I was in their head. I don't know. You know, I'm, I just, like, try and get better every day. You know what I mean? But, like, so it can be fun, too, I guess. I don't know. Me and Charlie have – like, this past spring ball, it's been a lot, like, a lot more business. Like, um, like me and Charlie will go against each other just – like the iron type or iron sharpens iron type of like mentality. So like, it's been a lot more serious this past spring ball, which was good. We definitely got a lot better from each other. So, dude, that's like that's how it's always been though. Too is like the receivers and the like. Honestly, out of anyone on the team, the receivers and the uh, DBs go at it. Like we get in, we talk hell of shit. Yeah, like every practice, and it's every time, every play, whether it's one on ones, offense, defense, and then like in the games, it's like you're there picking each other up. But like. Yeah, the shit that the shit talking that goes on in practice is insane, and it's yeah. usually among the receivers and DBs. Yeah, it's just natural. Like we're just going against each other the entire season for six months. Like, yeah, these dudes are gonna piss you off, especially when we're clamping them. They get all mad and hurt because they're not getting the ball thrown to them. So, and then we like eighty five percent of the time go like like eight no against them in practice, and one yeah. of they start crying and oh, start dude, hitting people true. after after the play. It's just, that hasn't it's happened just since I've been at Iowa. I don't think you guys have ever oh, fucking sure. Started. Sure. Oh my lord, you're delusional. <laughs> well, see, that's one of the things. Like as a fan, you don't get to see that stuff, but like you hear from you guys, oh yeah, I was getting in fights in practice. Like, yeah. what's it like in spring ball? You know, end of the end of the week, right before the spring game, I'm sure it gets chippy. So, so you can tell there's especially among coaches too, like the offensive, defensive coaches. There's there's some beef. You know, what I mean, beef. it's like you know beef. we've been around each other practicing for fucking a month. So like people are ready to kill each other. And, um, you know, I think some of the fights now are, are kind of soft. Like it's nothing like, you know, Max's freshman year, my freshman year where dudes were getting fucking killed. Dude, like Josie Poole ripping, uh, Peyton Man's Peyton. head off. You know? And he's a scout team quarterback. You're not supposed to hit the quarterbacks at all. Even if you're a scout team quarterback and Josie Jewel would fucking lay the fucking wood. 
Um, Dude, it was it was awesome. Yeah, but now it's like you know, like a little pushing and shoving, and and I'm like, if we're gonna fight, we're gonna fucking like we're gonna we're killing people, but like. They don't know how to fight. The young guy, young dudes don't know how to fight. So it's it's yeah, the young guys are scared to fight. Yeah, you're yeah. taking no I, but great, I, didn't, I didn't fight at all, so I can't say that. But yeah, uh, I got to fight once, one time, yeah. and I learned my lesson. It was against uh, one of the Paulson twins. Dude, I was Paulson just going to say, O line came and they you know, are DBs wanted to help. So yeah, I got blocked. Dude, the thing with the Paulsons was like they would like someone like one person on the offense would get shoved. And literally, both of them would be out of the play on the sideline and just come running off the oh, sideline yeah. and just deplete the person. Yeah, they were ready to roll. It was yeah. sick. Yeah, it was, was so it fun. Was psychopaths, man. It was, it was great. Good, great dudes too. Oh yeah, great dudes. Was that 2019? Was it 2019 where like we got in so many fights? Uh, Coach Ferentz made us run. Was I was it- just thinking that. That was when we were on the field. We were in Kinnick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, fall camp though, right? Night practice. It- no, it wasn't. I think it was 2018. Yeah, 2018 camp. Because I was, I was, I had a torn ACL at the time because I was watching you guys run it. Yeah, it was. I'm like, like, damn, that sucks. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It was like 100 yards. I've never. That was, was Tyrone and DJ though. Yeah, that was. It was when Tyrone, because Tyrone the whole week we were talking like we're we're gonna like we're in these guys' heads, bro. And then like Tyrone yeah. scored on DJ and was in, like literally <laughs> caught the ball as soon as he caught it. He's in his face talking shit, and Coach Ferentz like get the line. Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah. We'll run our asses off. We learned our fucking lesson. I'll tell you that. It was a hundred yard sprints too. It was crazy. Well, so all right. So that's another funny thing from a fan perspective is like Kirk. All you see is like you know this calm guy, really good with the media. You know, gives the basic answers. (laughs) What's he like? I mean, we talked about his emotions in the locker room after like big wins, but like, what do you what do you see from him? Like those types of stories, like. Does he ever get wild? Like, does that man get heated? I mean, I think Coop can. I'm usually on a defensive field. I was going to say, yeah. He, he's he's never on the defensive field. That's that's Coach Parker's thing, and we hear we hear stuff from Coach Parker. I'll tell you that. But um, you know, I haven't really heard uh, Coach Ferentz really. You know, he's kind of a cry, like after games, he's a crier. He's a big baby, big uh, teddy bear. Stuff. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Like that's like that's why we play the game. Is like it's the that's the best part. You, you look forward to seeing him. Uh, you know, emotional stuff, and we're all, uh, you know, going crazy. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of chewing ass, you know, Ike usually does it with the O line. He's because he's, oh, a oh, oh. yeah, he gets Dude, on the Yeah, there's, there was some times like, yeah, like when we were in team periods, it wasn't like the only time he'd really like say anything was when we get in fights. He's like, that's enough. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. And then, like that would happen. But like when the offense was doing like scout work, like, if one of the linemen didn't get Coach Ferentz was on his ass like for like five minutes and just like ripping into him. But then like he'd like afterwards he's like teach him it. So he's one of those guys that would like yell, but then like after he'd yell, he'd say why he was yelling, teach him, and then he'd move on. It was pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's the goat though. I mean. <laughs> oh, go to real. The goat. He is the goat. Absolutely. That's why all those old linemen, they're in the NFL now. They're getting their checks because of him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so what what makes what's what's the secret sauce behind Phil Parker? I mean, that guy, year in year out, doesn't matter the skill level of the recruit. Like they're they're yeah. an NFL talent too. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd say just his his um, you know he he coaches in a way where um, you either you either love it or you hate it. You know, there's no in between. He could care less, and you know, it's good. It took me took me a year or two to kind of understand what he was trying to do, but it's paid off um, dividends, you know, 
Um, his attention to detail, coaching little things that you don't think at the time really matter, they show up in the game, you know? So it's like some things you don't even think about, you know, why are we doing this? And then you end up uh, in a situation where you end up doing it without even think of it, thinking about it. So it's I think that's why he's been so successful is he's just one of those coaches that, um, you know, first off, his, his schematically his defense is, you know, the best in the country um, in terms of what we run and, and the stuff that he calls. Um, but like also just in terms of like fundamentals and stuff, he's he's pretty good at, um, you know, teaching little things and, and things that you don't think about. You know, like we have a stiff arm drill, you know, we'll have, you know, the DBs will run and, um, you know, they'll stick their, their hand out in stiff arm and then you have to knock down the stiff arm and tackle them, like stuff like that, like you, you wouldn't even think about, um, you know, doing. So, yeah, he, he's, he's a really smart dude and, um, you know, he's a yeller and if you mess up, you'll hear about it for sure. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a reason behind it. You know, he, he's, he's a, he's a tough love kind of person, but he, he loves everyone that he, he coaches and stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the cool, you're probably one of the cooler like developments. I mean, you come in from Ankeny and you're a walk on am I right? Uh, it was, walk -on it was at a, the beginning. Yeah. It was a scholarship. So, I had to wait a semester to get my scholarship, but I was blessed because gotcha. a couple guys ended up leaving that were scholarship guys, so I got mine right away in that, that fall. So they called it yeah. a blue shirt. Yeah, it's either blue shirt or gray shirt or something. It was shirt. no, I, I think it's a gray shirt. Gray, gray shirt. shirt. It had to be a gray yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah, because it was that's why I was central too. Yeah, and I I understand what the hell was going on with it. I didn't understand that. Yeah, at there's all. like a million shirts apparently. Yeah, the yellow shirt, every shirt. Yeah, there's it's a shit ton of colors. I swear to God, every color. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So that so that recruiting thing. I mean, you're like from, you know, Ames country. There was uh, was Iowa State ever on your list, or was Iowa your dream school? Iowa was always my dream school. Um, you know, before Ankeny, we lived in Newton, which is about halfway from Iowa City um, and Des Moines. Um, Nick Easley, so, baby. Yeah, easily Nick Easley country. Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, we always had season tickets, me and my pops, and you know, that was the dream school 100%. You know, I went to a camp at Iowa State, um, and you know, after Coach Campbell brought me in and, and said, Hey, look, you know, we'd love to have you, have, have you on our team, but you know, we, we don't have any more scholarships for you. You know, you can walk on here, and I was like, You know, it's not, not even worth it to go get beat by Iowa, you know, every year. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna <laughs> go to Iowa and win some games and be successful. So I'm, I'm glad I made the move. and, and and no shade of Iowa State at all, you know that they've, you know, he's really turned that program around from, you know, when he got there. So, um, you know, all love to them, but yeah, Iowa was definitely the right fit for me. So the game, it was the COVID year, so there were no, there were no fans really besides like you know friends and family. So it, like if you got a ticket from a player, but in Kinnick, you're an Ankeny kid, and you know, like it, one of the things that's cool is you get to play with a lot of Iowa players, but in this instance, you got to play against somebody who you played against in high school, Rocky Lombardi, Michigan state. That would have been our junior year. Yeah. Our junior yep. year. And yeah. he, it, it was one of the, it was one of the cooler like things that ESPN had researched. I'm pretty sure they said it on the broadcast where you had picked off Rocky Lombardi in high school to go to the – it was a walk-off to go to the state – or to go to the Dome, to go to the Unidome for the first time in our high school's history because we just opened, you know, five years before that. And they were driving, um, and they were in the red zone. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll always remember, you know, 
the receiver ran the wrong route. He was supposed to run a comeback or something. And I just, I just read it and, and picked it off for, you know, for us to go to the dome. So it was crazy. And then, um, and then Michigan state, you know, being able to pick them off and, and score a touchdown was freaking crazy. Um, but you know, one thing I will say is, um, as much fun as I've had, um, playing against Rocky, you know, he's like stand up guy. Like he is the man, like great dude. Um, you know, after the, after that Michigan state game, you know, we talked for a little bit and, um, very humble dude and, and you know, hella respect to him. Like that shit was, he's a good ass dude. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if there would be any bad blood there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not honestly, not really. You know, um, it's it's just it's been fun. You know, I mean, that's my job is to go and pick them off, and you know, I've been blessed to be able to do it in high school and then uh, in college. So, did Kerner get a pick that game too? I mean, they played together at Dowling. Uh, I don't know. He was a Valley kid. So, so da- Jack was at Dowling and then Rocky was at Valley, but they played against each other. Like that was their big rivalry. Um, but I don't know if Jack got a pick against Michigan State or not. That was, that, oh, that's yeah, that right. Because awesome. Rocky, Rocky was Dom's quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. For those listeners, Dom Daphne, the GOAT. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Downey. Green Bay's finest. I'm trying to think. So I was a freshman. You were an early enrollee, right? Or no? no? That's right. You came in, was it? I came in summer. Okay. So <laughs> what were we doing? What when when I first when I first saw you? You talking about skinny jeans and shit? Are you talking about the skinny jeans? It was Oh, I'm talking about the skinny jeans. Ball practice, I think, and I came and visited or some shit. That's right, that's right. Cause I remember so <laughs> for you listeners, Riley uh walked in and I remember it was me and Nico or John, because Nico had to host you, right? Uh, like yeah, host I, you. I Spencer hosted me. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And Nico, when you walked in, me and Nico were talking. And we're like, "Yeah, dude, that's the guy that uh, that's the guy that Spencer's hosting." And Riley's wearing these skinny jeans that were like halfway up his ankles, oh, almost yeah. to his calf, tighter than rolled up, tighter yeah. than shit. Yeah. Um, his shirt looked like he stole it from. A kid's gap that was like a size small, and he had this pierced ears and freaking high white converses. And we're like, "Oh man, I we'll see." Yeah, you and were then, nervous. Uh, dude. You were nervous. I was gonna come and take all your girls, Coop. That's what you were nervous about. No, I wasn't. I had no girl. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh, dude, this guy." Yeah, I'm screwed if any girl if this guy comes in. I'm never gonna live that down either. It's been fu- it's been five years and I still hear about it every single freaking day. You're really and you horrible. should horrible first impression. Like I'll be honest, horrible. I but I will say we we went to, we went to um was it Gray's outside of Gray's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And we're like, okay, this guy's actually chill. We're good. Yeah, but yeah, it just yeah. You he never changed style either. He actually wore that outfit. I remember I went to Iowa last weekend and he was wearing the exact same jeans. It was a crazy well, part. Yeah, not as tight, but he refuses to throw them out. I actually yeah. threw some of Riley's clothes on. I was going to wear his shorts to go golfing. And I don't know if you, yeah, he took a snatch out of it, but it was like, like, I don't even know. It was, know it's dude. It was yeah. You Riley's claiming it's a fashion you statement. Could, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Dude, yeah, you yeah. could, you could see, you could see literally everything. Like, Everything was shown through his freaking shorts. It was wicked. Oh, God. Yeah. My mom even tweeted about, like, somehow I got brought up on Twitter about my tight 
me wearing tight pants or my mom's pants or something. My mom tweeted back and was like, yeah, I can't confirm that he's wearing. <laughs> so I'm just going the bus. I was like, wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, Riley. That was that was one of the things that we saw in the in the media this spring. You know, you got the high pants, the crop tops. Now, where'd that inspiration come from? Uh, I think that's just like the DB like kind of style, dude. Like, I don't know. You kind of have to be like swaggy out there, otherwise, you know, they're gonna take you deep every time. So, uh, you know, I had to throw a little swag in there. Uh, it took it took time, you know, low key, because I had to like kind of earn my respect. You know, I couldn't just walk out there looking sick and not play like sick. So, um, yeah, switch it up a little bit. A little swag. That's it. That's like the, uh, you know, the, the white shoes thing where it, it makes you look faster. It's yeah. Like your rolled up pants and the crop top, you know, you intimidate them that way. Exactly. Yeah. Mental warfare again, mental warfare. That's exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, so, you like you, you so you, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but like you, you come to Iowa, I mean, you're playing ball with a lot of guys from your area, like Kerner, Dowling Kid, um, Joe Evans, he went to Ames, mm-hmm. and then like a lot of recruits come in and they're all kind of from your area too. Um, I mean, even Xavier this year, he's a Southeast Polk kid, so um, at least somewhat near your area. What's it like playing? ball with guys you know that you heard again you heard about growing up um especially in high school and then like you played against a bunch of them too what's it like you know coming together at iowa and starting to gel right when they come on campus yeah it's it's kind of cool especially like with guys like um kerner and and john wagner and joe evans because uh, i played against them all in high school so like we would always like talk shit and stuff in high school and we were always going against each other you know jack kerner uh, you know, his senior year, my junior year in the Dome, you know, they absolutely smoked us. Uh, but they also recruited Dowling. So, like, you know, if you want to pay to win, you know, I, I'm cool with that. But, um, no, it's so like there was always, like, Dowling beef. We'd always give each other shit our freshman year uh, with Johnny Wags and, you know, Jack Kerner, you know, about all the, you know, the private school uh, bullshit in Iowa. But um, it was cool, especially with, like, Joe Evans. Um, you know, he was – he played quarterback, so – he gave me a couple picks uh, in my high school career too, so I I, I always do shit for that too. So, um, but yeah, it's cool to it's cool to play with those guys now and like have them on your side, you know. Because um, I ended up being you know best buds with them, you know. But in high school, you know, I wanted to you know kill them. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 been cool. Dude, team, I'm team Dowling all the way. Yeah, you would be. Because I went to a Catholic private school too, and it, recruiting is not talking. Be like, hey, like you should come to our school. It's pretty sick. It's different. Actually, it's different Iowa. Yeah, no, it's like we'll we'll pay but, for your apartment over here, and you can come play ball. Yeah, yes, no shit. There's no way, and even even if it is, people want to play for the best team in the state, baby. Because I'm a I got, I got respect for myself. You know what I mean? Like that's I, how it was. That's how it was Wisconsin. We we ran that state. Yeah, because and Dowling state. runs Iowa, baby. You take shortcuts. Yeah, Dowling. Yeah, no, it doesn't stop at all. We take shortcuts. We take the best, and we fucking run that shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. All day. All day. Yeah, okay. Well, you're in Wisconsin, too. Wisconsin high school football. It's so much better than Iowa. That is – you're full of shit. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's not corn-fed beef like in Iowa, I'll tell you that. We got some fuckers that hit for fun. Yeah, you you do. You do. But we have some dudes who will run right past you. No. It's easy. Come on. Dude, For sure. Okay, no Illinois. Shot. Yeah, Illinois is good. Illinois is good. We get it. Illinois got great. Yeah, I won't even play Illinois. With that's, that. that's out of the question, though. It's yeah. Iowa versus Wisconsin, not Illinois. Well, I'm Illinois. even going Iowa versus Wisconsin. You look at Iowa right now, and you got NFL talent. 
you can look at Wisconsin. What would they have? A couple of linemen? No, not okay. Time out. You're talking Wisconsin, about guys who are going to run dude, past. We had dude, dudes want, on our team. No no, no, we had dudes on our team that played D three ball that would have trashed some kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Oh my. This is see now. You just lost the argument. You just brought D one or D three. No, it was size. It was size. It was size. They were big. size. We had the chemistry. What? We had the. We just had the freaking the brotherhood, you know, and we ran it, and just we would have kicked Iowa's ass. Simple as that. You know, we should pull Iowa's, up that, and maybe even Illinois. We should pull up that high school video of you in the, in the weight room, Coop. Uh, your little uh, recruiting segment. We gotta pull that up and put it put it in here. That's That's we should. We should. Yeah. We should. That's the type those of fucker. Show, right. Hey, it is, and those those type of fuckers ran Wisconsin all yeah. day. All right. All we got day. we got three different states. Who wins in a race? Hen, Riley, or Coop? Oh me. Wait, and what? Henry. Like, are you talking about like high school teams? No, who wins? Riley, yeah. Riley's fast. Riley's fast. Henry, Iowa. No. Iowa. Iowa. We would have, we would have, I think we would have spanked Henry in a race. Henry's Iowa's fast. Done. Henry's fast. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he is fast. But in the Illinois speed, about, Wisconsin, Iowa speed. I don't know. Well, so Riley Lees was in our conference too. Uh, yeah, he played at Northwestern. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, he was quick. Yeah, that was yeah. good. But hey, quick dip in the fast. That's true. Did you guard him, Riley? Who's that? He was Riley Lee's. He was Northwestern. Uh, I don't recall. Maybe I have. He's a punt returner. Number nineteen. Yeah, punt returner Actually, receiver. He wore the he wore the best fucking best number in college, baby. Yeah. Yeah, he's a year older than us. That guy, that guy carved up. Well, you know what's crazy is. Um, Henry's high school team, like their quarterback was Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Oh, really? They had some dudes. Yeah. He's a, Weissman I mean, went there. Weissman, Weissman, Weissman was a yeah. student kid. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was Weissman, Aiden O'Connell, Justin Smith. He, he played basketball, but um, yeah, yeah. Bronson went there. Yeah. That was sick. They, they do have some dudes. Yeah, that's and they, right. and they know um, they know Catholic Memorial though, I'll tell you that much. I I, I don't know. I mean Riley, you went oh, to I, state. Did you guys win state? No, nah, no. I mean you beat well, you beat Dowling though, so that's really what counts. Yeah, in the in the regular season we beat them. District champs, still not state championship, but it's whatever. It's like Spencer saying he won the North Northern California State Championship but didn't win the all California state. Same thing, you know, that's why you know, I think California football is nowhere near what Iowa and Midwest football is, you know. Uh, Damn straight. I'm not saying that his high school team is going to be up, be mine. There's no shot. Just a bunch of prima donna hippie Californians, you know. They're not going to fucking hit you in the mouth like Iowa. Hey, Iowa Giddy up. Yeah. Giddy up. I mean, you okay, can see that Pac-12 versus, versus Big yeah. Ten. Yeah. I mean, it's night and day yeah. football. Pac-12 is – Yeah. Pac-12 is basically, uh, you know, your uh, – what what's the – the Mac, the fucking Mac. It's like the Mac. Hey, well, take it easy in the Mac. The Mac doesn't get the Mac. That's what I'm saying. I think the Mac. The, crack, the Mac's elite. The Mac's yeah, great. Well. Shout out Charlie Jones. Yes. Maction, baby. Maction. Maction's finest. Maction, baby. Buffalo. Uh, all right. Oh, all right. That's a good, good intro to the next question. So practice, you're going up against QBs every day. 
we got a QB competition. So like, obviously, I mean, you're going six months without like seeing anyone from a different team, you know, you're seeing Alex Spencer and uh, Labus now. Do you, so you get to know their instincts a little more and that helps you out when the QB battles getting rolled out and everything's getting intense. Does that get you up in the morning? Like you're ready to go or how, how do you approach that too? knowing you're on the other side of the ball, you're going hard every snap. Yeah. I think the best part is I live with Spencer. He's my roommate. So I always get to hear his, his shit talk when they have one good practice in three months. Um, and they might beat us maybe once in three months. So, uh, I always hear him talking shit then, but then when I talk shit with him, he hides in his corner and cries. So I tend to, I, I try to not talk shit because, you know, we need him to play well and I, I don't want him to have a whole mental breakdown because we're beating his ass. So, um, it's, it's, it's a fun competition for sure. And he's, fucking, <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's a fucking great quarterback, but it's just fun. Cause he's my buddy. And I like to poke the bear a little bit. Cause he's fun to poke. Trust me. He gets, Oh Max knows he gets very, very saucy. So he's got that fuse. Yeah, yeah he's fun. He's fun to poke. And, uh, you know, it's fun, you know, in terms of like getting to know each quarterback, like absolutely you, you kind of pick up on their tendencies and stuff. Um, you know, Padilla didn't practice very much in the spring. Um, and I wasn't really taking that many reps in the in spring ball. So I, I, I got a few, but you know, Spencer never really hit me on anything crazy. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think I picked him off once to be honest with you. So it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. So that's one of the cool things too. Tori had that quote that uh, was buzzing around Iowa Twitter. He's saying, "Oh, I might have to punt less this year because the offense looks better." Does that yeah. attribute to starters not practicing as much, or what have you been seeing in spring ball? Like, what can we look forward <laughs> to this fall? So the new analyst we got from Colorado State changed up our entire. Our, our entire pass game, he's kind of responsible for pass game. And, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks, you know, they were kind of on our ass. You know, they, you know, they've, they were completing some stuff. And, um, you know, it was impressive to see because, you know, it, at, at the same time, you know, you're getting, you're getting beat as a defense, but also, you know, you're on the same team. And it's like, you know, this is good for us. Like, this is, and especially for them, you know, they're, they're going against, you know, probably one of the better defenses in the country every single day. Um, and it makes them that much better. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I attribute I attribute that to um, the analysts, but I also attribute it to you know, like Spencer's leadership has been really good this year, and and you know, getting the receivers right, and and um, you know, getting the the O line right, and, and just getting the entire offense um, where they need to be. So um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see the growth that we've made from last year to this year. You know, there's there's actually a, a, a huge difference in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of going to be like a tweak to the offense. We got different linemen coming in. Lindy's gone, um, a few others, but then the running backs too. Um, what have you seen from like them and also uh, a young core of receivers too? Uh, I know Keegan and Arlen are going to have a bigger impact this year. Um, going up against them every day, what have you been seeing from them? Yeah, so uh, O-line's just young, you know, just got to get more reps and stuff. Um, but they're all capable of doing their jobs and, and – and, you know, there's a lot of upside uh, to that unit, so I'm excited to see that. Um, and in terms of receivers, you know, uh, it'll be cool to see how how Keegan and Arlen um, do this year. You know, they had a Keegan didn't really practice that much in spring ball, but you know, I know AB did, and um, he, he's been doing well. Um, he's been taking steps. Uh, you know, he's gotten a lot better during spring ball, so that's really cool to see. It's really exciting. Um, and then in terms of you know, like like your Nikos and Charlies, you know, they 
Um, they also made some some big improvements too. You know, Nico was out with his back for a little bit, but he came back and and practiced the last half of spring ball. And uh, you know, you could see you could see some a difference in how he was just kind of going about his business. And and you know, it's it's cool to see because it, it definitely transferred out of the field. You know, he was a lot more impactful. And and same with Charlie too. Charlie's uh, you know been a beast. Like I said earlier, you know, uh, in terms of one on ones and stuff, we try and go together or try to go against each other. Um, every day, um, and and you know we saw a difference. You know I got a lot better, and he got a lot better too. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see you know how the receivers do, and you know how the whole uh, you know pass uh, concepts and stuff look um, this year compared to last. Yeah, and that, that, so I feel like something that was really cool about last year is like I mean we touched on the Doughboys, but you guys have been together a couple of years in a row where like, you know, you, you, I think you even said it in to one of the reporters last year was like, you can even look at each other and be like, all right, we know exactly what we're doing. We know where we're going. You know, you guys were fully in sync. You lose two guys from that secondary. And, um, you know, this year you come in, you kind of get a new feel for it, but like, how are you guys getting in sync? Um, you know, how are you guys being able to like, really have that chemistry that you guys had last year? Cause I mean, it was on all, it was firing on all cylinders last year. How, what are you guys doing to get it on that point this year? Yeah. You know, I think it's just taking, taking reps and, and, you know, just playing, uh, you know, football together, you know, taking, uh, you know, scrimmage reps together and stuff and, and, you know, going through some hard shit in practice uh, together. And, and then, you know, off the field as well, just hanging out and, and watching film together and, seeing what the safety sees compared to what I see um, and getting on the same page with some stuff. And, and, you know, like last year, me and Kerner had a, a pretty good system. You know, he, you know, I'd kind of do my thing and then he'd play off me and, and, you know, vice versa. So we, in terms of that, you know, we were, we were really in sync. And so now it's just trying to get, um, you know, Quinn Schulte, um, he's been taking safety reps where Kerner was at, um, you know, getting him on the same page. And, and because, you know, there's a difference between, you know, how it's supposed to look, uh, you know, through the playbook, you know, your responsibility as a safety is this, corner is this, but sometimes they throw stuff at you where, you know, you kind of have to have your own little, um, you know, own little way about it. So uh, that's, and it's just, you know, through practice and stuff and, and getting to know each other. So um, that's been another cool thing to see in, in spring camp. Um, you know, we definitely have grown as a unit, um, just understanding how, you know, each of us play. Yeah. And I mean, like this past year, you guys, I mean, Kirk's in his prime right now. That guy's just a pure stallion. But he recruited maybe one of his best, like, secondaries coming in, like, for sure the most hype. And that's kind of out of the ordinary because you look at, like, how, like, your guy's secondary came in. You know, the highest one, I think, was Hankins as a three-star. And um, you guys might be one of the best secondaries under Kirk. But – well, yeah, I guess last year you guys set the record for most interceptions in a season. So coming off that season, like how are you guys being able to kind of tutor the young guys, be the, those role models coming in? Because, I mean, we know it's hard to start as a freshman um, under Kirk's system, but I feel like one of the cool things is they learn from the older guys. What are you guys doing to um, kind of coach them up? Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's just – kind of setting a good example and, and showing them, you know, how to practice and, you know, how to go about their business on and off the field. Um, Cause you know, Iowa's Iowa is a different system compared to others. You know, how we go about things 
um, you know, everyone needs to be wearing, you know, the same stuff and looking the same and, and, you know, everyone needs to be doing everything, you know, like <laughs> doing like the little things correctly and, and just buying into, you know, the team, you know, someone who's really bought in, um, he's an early, early enrollee, say that five times, uh, TJ Hall, um, you know, he's a corner, he's from California and he, he's really bought in and, and, you know, especially with, you know, watching film and, and doing things, you know, off the field. Right. Um, so I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, but again, you know, you know, you just, he's just young and, you know, he still has some stuff to learn and stuff, but he's, he's grown immensely, um, you know, throughout the spring ball, uh, process and stuff. So it's just really kind of leading them and showing them by example to, you know, what to do and how to be an Iowa football player. Dude, that's, a, that's probably the hardest part about, uh, coming in as a freshman, you know, the whole buying in, it's a different story. Like in high school, it's just, you can kind of go out there and play, mm-hmm. you get done, you go out to dinner with your parents, like you chill. It's, it's pretty laid back. Um, college is so different with like football and stuff. Like if you're not dead, if you're not buying in the moment you get there, you will, or you'll, you're out of the door. Like, yeah, it's pretty, it's natural, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. And like the coach will know it. Everyone, your teammates will know it. And those who buy in, um, start gravitating more like towards the field and start getting more reps. And you can kind of see the difference between those who bought it and those, those who don't who are just there to experience college. And it's kind of one of those situations and those, um, yeah, just one of those situations where you have to figure out if you want to be there to just be a college student. Uh, the coaches always be like, yeah, you could be Joe Schmo and go out and party and do all this and that, and you can do whatever you want, or you can buy it and be <coughs> the reason you're there, a football player. And, you know, do everything you can to dedicate your your craft and freaking light it up. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of kids that that fizzle in, fizzle out. Um, and I mean, from my freshman year to senior year, we had more than half the kids either quit or transferred. Yeah, and it's just it's wild to see that. Like, it's pretty it's pretty prevalent those who are gonna buy in and those who aren't. And yeah, yeah, it's that, very nice. that's cool. That's yeah. the cool thing about Iowa's system is it's like next man up. You know, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't care how you came in. Yeah, yeah. it's that's part. That's why walk-ons have such a good, um, you know, tradition there is because like they could care less if you're five or four or three or two or one star. You know, it's like you're gonna fucking buy in. You're gonna do your job, and you know if you don't, you know naturally you're gonna kind of get get the boot. So um, it's it's cool in that aspect of uh, it's an equal opportunity employer for sure. You know, if you're gonna work hard and buy in fucking you're going to play and have a great career and probably end up in the NFL. So, um, you know, it's, it's cool in that way. And that next man, I think before you said next thing, Jack, uh, every Friday coach Ferentz used to say that like before, um, we go to the hotel, like he ended it every single time he'd bring us up. He'd be like, you know, next man in, you gotta be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what, what position you are. If you're third string, fourth string guys can go down and you get be in and ready to know what you're doing. So that's another thing. If you're not, you're not dedicated to getting better and you're not watching film and doing the shit you need to do, you will have the opportunity and it will, it will come for most, a lot of guys, it will come. And if you're ready, you'll see if you're ready or not. And if you're not, then you're screwed. Yeah. And the next, the next guy's in. So. Well, it's true. I mean, like even, even that Penn state game, like Riley, you went down and it's like, like, all right, you're in the biggest game of the year. Like, at home and what Roberts came in for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, T Rob. Yeah, t- yeah, so, yeah. So he comes in for you, but it's like you know, you 
you probably don't expect to be called at any moment. And then next thing you know, it's like you're in the biggest game of the year. Yeah. And it's rocking. And, you know, you got to stop up. And you did. Like, yeah, you did. did a great job. Yeah. You went out on a pick, though. So that was Yeah, it was awesome. the highest of highs, also the lowest of lows. It was fucked. We were freaking out. Okay, so we all wondered. Yeah. Yeah, we all wondered this because it's non-contact. Did you get hurt, like, as you were picking it, or was it on the celebration? It was, yeah. So I get this question a lot, and it was it was when I picked it off and I fell on my knee. Um, it kind of moved. So it, 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 there's only really one way of tearing your PCL. It's when you, you land on your knee kind of, and it just shifts your PCL. It doesn't touch any other of your ligaments in your knee. Um, you know, a lot of people in car accidents also tear their PCLs because um, their knee will hit against the dashboard. But, um, yeah, it was when I caught the ball and landed on my knee. And, and, you know, I got up and I think I was just so pumped that I didn't feel it until, you know, I was moving around on a little bit after celebrating and, you know, kind of went down. So, yeah, I mean, do did, did you have to get surgery at all or you fully recovered? No, just, now? Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, just vibe and wait for it to, you know, heal up and, you know, I'm ready to go now. It feels good. So, like an ironclad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, all right. So the the odds got released, and we're going to talk about this in the pre-show. But um, did you we're see taking the, odd, the odds insane. for who wins the Big Ten championship? It's crazy. Oh, 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 oh! oh. Is Nebraska ahead of us. Big Ten West. Nebraska's yes. two. We're four. Yeah. yeah, they're always like that, bro. Purdue's number right, three. I, I threw. Like, I'm a huge gambler, so I mean, I threw enough to, you know, cover more than a month's paycheck for, <laughs> for Iowa to win the Big Ten West last year. We so this year, great odds last year, and we did it. That was easy. <laughs> Love it. That was awesome. <laughs> that Minnesota game was probably the coolest thing yeah. ever. Shout out to Minnesota, out Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the boat. That's the boat. Yeah. Yeah, like we have we have nothing in our hands, and Graham Mertz still can't get it done. But and you know, what, you know, it's funny. Vegas still trusts him. They put Wisconsin at number one, and then Nebraska, which like crazy, they're still buying into the hype. Purdue makes sense. They're three, like they're kind of our kryptonite. Purdue does yeah. make sense. Purdue makes and, and like Aiden's come back. Tyrone goes there. I mean. Hopefully Tyrone has a good season, just not one game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not 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 good enough to win the West, but we're we're right after Purdue and then Minnesota, Illinois. So they're off the PJ Fleck train. Vegas finally learned that, but they can't get <laughs> off the uh, Scott Frost. Yeah, train. I, but how how can you stand the Frost train and get off the Fleck train? It's like, unreal. That's why I don't even I don't understand that. that. They have no fucking idea what they're talking about. If you have fucking Nebraska. Ahead of us in in the West, like it's delusional. Yeah, absurd. absurd. I love it's it. It's funny though. Love it because you you know you know they're looking at our schedule and they're like, oh, they have to play Michigan, which is like, how many times has Vegas seen Kinnick at night kick him right in the ass? Yeah, dude, yeah, it could be anyone. Like, it could literally be anyone. Like that and that matter. Michigan game. Uh oh. Like I mean, we're we're coming back for that. We're hoping to have a live show, um, yeah. and then. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Hopefully, Airliner will get, like, like hopefully, before you guys go to the hotel, you guys come 
over hop on <laughs> you the have mic. To, you have to, you have to, you have to sneak, you have to that, sneak that. Yeah, no, yeah, sneak no you gotta sneak that. Maybe we'll come to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, sneak in. We'll interview. We'll interview in the lobby area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go to the hotel yeah. lobby. Yeah, Coach Ferentz and uh, Coach Parker would love that. Yeah, yeah if we if we can get good. if we can get KF on before the season, we're gonna have to negotiate that with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be wild. But or Ashton Cook. That's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be sweet. But also the the other cool thing is we go to the horseshoe this year, mm-hmm. and were were you on the team when we when we beat them that year? No, or but I was off the game. Dude, you were that there. was that a. Recruiting. recruiting. I was on a recruiting visit there when hey, played in Ohio State. Just, so, thinking about it. Come on. Yeah, he's got the helmet right there. That's that is the helmet. This is the That's best right. jerseys we've ever had. Yeah, it's back when you guys got cool stuff, and then we got there and it was fucked. Yeah, you guys brought some bad juju. I guess. Well, you guys got that those the yellow jerseys brought the some light. Those probably sold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We also got the the cut off the cut off short sleeve sweatshirts along with those. Oh yeah. god, yeah, that was a weird. Stanley was wearing a hawk on his wrist for like the for the promos. Yeah, yeah, those were sick. Actually, those were sick. They were cool. That was I cool. They bring the hawk. In dude, no, dude, the, the but my freshman year when they pulled the Ohio State jerseys out, we had a team meeting for it, and they played uh, "Slippery" by Migos, mm. and when they're showing the, it was fucking awesome like they're like dripping like it's like silver paint on the jerseys it was so sick it was awesome and yeah, yeah and the, even the however ones were last cool. time we went to the horseshoe too that was like like such a good i mean we almost upset them so ryan what, where's where's i mean give us the toughest place that you probably had to play is there something that like stands out Honestly, dude, like not really. I mean, Iowa State, Iowa State, Iowa State this past year was pretty loud, um, but we were able to, you know, kind of get ahead, you know, and then kind of quiet, it, it quieted down. But like going out for warmups and stuff, you where where their uh, their locker room was at for the visitors, you got to walk right by the the student section, and you know, all those drunk Iowa State fans were on our ass, but you know, you know how it ended up, so. Um, it was it was a cool experience, but it was definitely you know hostile for sure. You know we got off the bus and you know you're supposed to have security guards and a thing like so we can walk through and there was not a security guard in sight. You remember that coop? And we had to like walk through an entire crowd of fans, our entire fucking football team. Like Dude, we've literally like, you're in Summit, the back of Summit type of thing. You know you're like you're like hella tight. You're trying, yeah, yeah. You're, you looking, for your, you're like, looking for your buddy in the jungle. Helmets and shit, and it was absurd. It's like you're in Summit. Swear to God. Your boy's was, lost in the jungle. You're trying to find him. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're just, yeah, it's you a got jungle EDM music going that. crazy. And you're like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, same exact. Yeah, same exact energy. Yeah, on that note. All right, so we're we're gonna do a draft. So this week we're gonna do top three pregame songs. I like this. Uh, I got my, my list, dude. This, this is like for the bars. Time. Yes, you get out of the shower. You're putting your clothes on. You're trying to find the fit. You got your speaker next to you. You're like, all right, what's going to get me going? Or you go upstairs and everyone's has a drink in hand. And you're like, let's get, let's get lit up. And I'm yeah. telling you, I know for a fact, Riley's answers and probably my answers too are not going to be what you think are going to be the actual they're great fucking songs. But they're, they are the greatest pump up songs of all time. Yes. Yes. Oh, so okay. As a guest, yeah. Riley, you get to go first because you're a guest. 
but before you go first, okay, me and Forrester were talking about this. You can go first, Forrester, because not, not, not first in order. One or two, you're holding one or two right now. Forrester has to guess which one it is. If he gets it right, he's second. If he doesn't, I'm, I'm second. Okay. I got it two. right now. Two. Come on, baby. Right. Give, me, right. give me it. Nice try. All right. So, listeners, the order is going to go Riley, Coop, myself. Uh, we're, we're doing a snake draft. Three picks each. Pre-game songs. Yes. All right. Am Perfect. I first? With the yeah, first you're going pick first. Our, our draft, our first draft ever. Pre-game uh, songs. So, this is like like after spring ball game type energy. Like, you're getting ready to hit the town. Yes. Yeah, like you, you got you guys want a huge game. Okay. Maybe a Lucon party it's, after spring ball. Yes. Like what are it's you guys like, bumping? You've been waiting, you've been waiting to go out and it's like this is it. What's my first song that's going to get me in the mood to just run it up? Easy money. Easy money. I'm going kickstart my heart Motley motherfucking crew. The greatest oh, okay. Good pop one. song Good one. in the world ever. It Easy. is a great song. Oh yeah, we used to rip that song. We used to rip. That I know song. that was our song. It was a complete vibe changer too. We'd be chilling, drinking, and all of a sudden, bang! Everyone kept on we're up on tables yeah. going. Nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's best. That's good. I like that. That ain't bad. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel like so. Back in Black I'm is completely no. Yeah, that is Back in Black is completely out of the question because that's just pandering to the crowd. You can't you can't say that. So you can't say that. No, no. I black back. I love back in black, but it's not going to be in my pregame music. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, it's just pandering. It's pandering. See, like I'm a huge. I'm a huge. I can go with any music. You know, I'm vibing. I can vibe to rap. I can vibe to freaking pop. I'm a huge. If it when it comes to getting lit up for a night out, I'm more of like a 2010s to like 2018 pop guy. So oh, he loves it. If we're talking, if we're talking, if we're talking that kind of music, which is my kind of music, he'll put on some hard you rap. Gotta be, you, hard, I got, I got, I will put on some hard rap. Be like Miley Cyrus or something. You're like, Coop, what are you doing, bro? You oh, just got us ready to like, have a gunfight, and now we're gonna play dance. <laughs> you got it. Oh, yeah, you have to be rock and throw. You have to have a huge variety of music, or it's just not fun. Yeah. So, with my first pick. Overall, and Riley probably knows this. He might know this is coming. He might not. But we're talking. It's a Friday night. We're getting ready to run it. We got Friday, Saturday. We're trying to figure out if we're doing two days in a row, which usually ends up being two days. It in a usually row. does. You but wake up on Friday, you're like fuck, oh, this sucks. Night. Yeah, yeah, this sucks. And then all of a sudden, you hit Saturday, you're like let's run it. But yeah. to start that hype for a two day bender, I'm going with last Friday night, Katy Perry, man. Go to. It's just. It's TGIF. TGIF. We, every and shout out Johnny Plava. Every every Friday, me, Riley, and Johnny would text each other, TGIF as soon as practice is over. Let's run it. <laughs> every time, let's run it. Yeah. I'd get in my car. It'd be freaking. It could either be thirty five degrees or it was sixty five degrees. Windows down. I'm blaring Katy Perry all day, baby. Cool. I thought you were going to say the sound that SoundCloud uh uh song. Oh, automatic. 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 Uh, automatic. Forrester loves that song too. Yeah. That is, a, I forgot about that. So yeah, I thought you were saying that one. That's a great song. Damn it! Catholic <laughs> all girls schools, automatic. Automatic still is. <laughs> it's just a hell of it's a hell of a remix. 
All right, Forrester. You got yeah. two, right? It's a snake. Yo, boy. Oh, yeah, shit. I guess I do. I forgot about that. That's that is no good. All right. Well, number one, I feel all right. You're kicking off the weekend. You got to start out with a little doses and mimosas. Yeah, you know, every, I like that. I like that. Everyone in there knows the song. You know, yes. you're having fun. Yeah, people are starting to sing along. You know, they're they're catching their first buzz of the of the week. Hey, you know, maybe it's a hey, Thursday for, night. For, for, any, for any of you listeners who didn't know, Forrester wasn't a frat. So if you can't tell by his <laughs> first song choice, now you know he's yeah, a doses well. of emotion guy. Cool. If we didn't play football, we'd be in a frat too. So I don't know if I'd throw. It no, I refuse. Frat. I refuse. I'm not throwing shade at the frat. I respect that. That's a great song. <laughs> I respect it. But I I, I would have not. No, it's. I we we adopted you guys. I might have been I mean, by the end I might of have it, been <laughs> you fucking would hundred percent. I would too. I would have been. Yeah, we all would have been. We would have no, We would have started on frat. Yes, it's like a old school. <laughs> you would have started it. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. So I mean, this might be a little bit of pandering, but I mean, in the fall, this one's a go-to just because like. You get you get pretty hyped for you know football season. Like this is all this is a fall pregame song. You come in and you rock Thunderstruck. Yeah. But you go drinking game with Thunderstruck. Yes. Yep. Yes. Every yes. single time it says thunder, that's when the next person goes. You know, yes. like that, that's a go-to. It's a classic. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, it's an old, older song and it's still banging, like it's goaded. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the vibe. Um, shit. I mean, honestly, I could go I could go three pop. I could go three rap. I might even go three country. You never know. Maybe three alternative. But second song, I hear this song. I'm up on a table dancing every time. It's just to go to. It's my shiz. It's going down by Young Jack. You know, it's just—it's my favorite song. It's one yeah. of my favorite songs. It's one of my favorite songs. And if we're talking like dance party, I'm ripping that every time, every single time. There's a video of me. I, I can't find that video, but I was like a sophomore in college, and I was on the table at Dom Daphne's house, and I was freaking ripping it, dude. Every time. It's just—it's just a great song. Automatic. A, automatic still is. It's just a great still song. Still is. All right, so All right, second pick in the draft. Coop, we we share the, the love of this song. Um, I'm going paper us. Couldn't tell you who it's by. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to say Odin. that. That's yeah, good. dude. So down that's in good. Orlando this past, that's when it was kind of big oh. uh, for the bull trip. Um, you know, after the game, we are in some little club downtown Orlando. And, uh, you know, it was Blair. I was like one of the first times I heard it. And, Ever since then, like, fell in love. That that song is like the best. It's go. It just brings back like great memories and shit. And you know, me and Coop definitely share a couple of good times. Uh, with oh, that's a, it. Is every time, every single time I hear that song, I'm at a bar. I Snapchat, rally, freaking Ryan, Nico, yeah. all those Anybody. guys. Yeah, every single time. You have two. You're, oh, you're, I have uh, one. Uh, I'm in between two right now, boys. I know this is tough to go three. Oh God. I really can we go four. Okay, it's going quicker than I thought. We can go four if we wanted to. 
I'm really fucking with Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Uh, or, as you guys know, Jordan Belford. Jordan Belford, I think. Oh, I forgot about that song. That I might go is that a big-time throwback. Yeah, dude, I might go Jordan Belford, dude. I really fuck with that song. That shit, it brings back a hell of memories, bro. I'm going Jordan Belford. Shoot, dude. I I did not plan this out well. Because, like, there's so like there's so many good songs. Okay. There's a lot of songs, like, personally that mean a lot to me. But not a lot of people would agree with me. And I don't care. But at the same time, it's like, I got to appeal to the audience a little bit. Um, but there's a couple songs. I don't know. So it's between, I'd say Heads Will Roll is up there. Great song. It's a great, just a fundamentally great song. Um, another great song, Live Your Life, T.I. Yes. Rihanna. Yes. And that's the song that, Riley, we play that, in a, uh, we were in a freaking uh, limo in Vegas ripping that song. Yeah. yeah. That song was, it was You got to be rolling throwbacks with that. Yeah. You got it. You have to be rolling throwbacks. But it's also I can also throw out "All Night Longer" by Sammy Adams. It's just yep. kind of like a, wow, an all-time song. And I hate to say it, I probably will have to go "All Night Longer." Yes, no one's like, had a bad time on "All Night Longer." Never, nope. never, ever, 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 ever. It's just a banger, and it's boosted. a throwback too. Yeah. Instantaneous mood booster. It's a booster. Any, yep. Anything <laughs> happens, you could be like, you know what? I'm staying in, and I'm so tired. You hear that bang? Next Dude, thing you know, that happens so many times, bar. too. Yep. Every time. That's what I'm All right, talking Forrester. about. Last All right, well, the, uh... absolute steal. I didn't think it'd be on the board still, but you, uh, you have to go with levels. We yes. aren't yeah. going pregame yeah. song without leaving that. You, you can't leave that off the board. It's just – it's an all-time song. Yeah, it's an but – you're ready because for Friday when Levels pops on. Yeah. Dude, no. There's so there's many so many songs and shit that it's, yeah. And like yeah, I could I could have gone either way with that. We should do oh, a yeah. next time we should do a draft, we should do a, a darty draft. Because that is a completely different list. Stuff in there, yeah. A hundred yeah. it's so different. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling out country, I'm pulling out everything. Better not Louis the Child, number one on oh. my fucking list. No question. Yeah. Lou the Child, man. Quinn, or even throw some Quinn in there. Quinn. you're vibing with the boys. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Cutler was my number one on Apple Music last year. I don't know. Be about people, right? Oh, oh my gosh. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> the biggest Olivia Rodrigo fucking fan in the world, Max, Max Cooper. I take it back. I, I have to take it back. <laughs> number one. Number one was, okay. I can't. I Katy Perry, it's a great song. But. Shout out Olivia Rodrigo, the greatest song of all time. Good for you, Olivia Rodrigo. It's not even a question, and it will always be that song. I'm sorry, the Beatles. I'm sorry, all the old school. Elvis, she has taken the cake for the best song in the history of mankind. Uh, I will never not. I could be. I could be. Oh, dude, I could be in the worst mood ever. That song instantly changes it. I'm ready to go out. Oh, that just I'm I'm pumped up talking about it. It's just a great song, man. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Riley Moss, rapid fire, you're on the clock. 
Favorite bar in Iowa City? I'm going probably airliner. Oh, wow. I yeah, did not expect that out of you. Yeah, yeah. I did not expect that. Respect, mm-hmm. respect. Um, best dress on the team? Uh, probably Deontay Vines, probably. Oh, my yeah, we'll see room. Yeah, I'll, that's the one thing I'll give. I'll give to you guys. Little bro, baby. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, favorite place in the Big Ten to play? Uh, probably uh, Nebraska or Minnesota. Yep, yep. Um, ooh, Minnesota. I didn't think about that one. Uh, who is the hardest receiver that you've had to cover since you played at Iowa? Not on Iowa. Good, good. Uh, I would say Rondale Moore, uh, Purdue, 2018. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was sick. He was sick. Yeah, legit. What's your favorite hobby outside of football? Uh, I really like fishing, um, and I like gaming with the boys, playing some cash. Damn straight, baby. Come on. Let's get Oh, dude, MW2 comes out soon. Let's go. Um, if you were playing football, what would your dream job be? Um, I would like to own different uh, properties, uh, real estate, and then golf every day and be a stay-at-home dad. Yes. Yes, dude. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. about. Favorite food place in Iowa City? Favorite food place? Um, God, that's freaking hard, dude. That's really fucking hard. Um, You know, I really – like, I I might say airliner again. They got fire food, dude. I like their (laughs) – This is an airliner podcast now, Riley. I don't – Get him an NIL deal. You said rapid fire. I'm just telling you. That's right. Don't think, just go. Okay, I will say they do have one of the best ranches I've ever had. What airliner? To the right. Yes. Yeah, dude. Shoot the gas. Freaking. What's that video? Excuse me. I'm trying to get to the ranch. Um, and then last question. Pretty obvious question, but let's see if you can get it right. Who's the best college football coach leading Iowa to the Big Ten title again? Um, I'd say PJ Fleck. Oh, oh. <laughs> Shut up, bro. Come on. You know you know the vibes. Uh, Come on. Ferentz, yeah. Kirk Ferentz, baby. Oh. Throw your futures on Iowa to, be, to win the Big Ten West. Come on. Put your mortgage on us. Bingo. I love it. Well, this has been Riley Moss. Riley, it was a blast. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks for having me, boys. It was a hell of a time.